Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny with you here as we roll along on this first Monday after a sensational Sunday. I, by the way, just told you that I think Russell Wilson goes scorched earth tonight going back home to Seattle and they win big. We talked about it at length. It was my Monday Night Football preview, which is brought to you by Progressive Insurance for a job you will love. Visit Progressive.com slash careers. Monday night's got a lot to live up to after what was a sensational Sunday. I mean, just an incredible Sunday, right? And that was an unbelievable day to be a football fan. That, that last hour or so of the early window on, uh, on Red Zone and then all into the afternoon, like watching Rodgers and how awful it was and Devontae Adams, how great he was and the ability to go back and forth between the two of them, the juxtaposition and the Giants finding a way to win that game. It was an incredible day. And then the drama at night, you just heard if you're just if you're just catching up with what's happening in in the world of sports, Christine just gave it to you. I mean, the headline Dak is out for six to eight weeks. So the Cowboys are done. And that's horrific. I feel terrible about it um, because, you know, the Cowboys, they're important to the NFL. If, if, I mean, above, above and beyond all other things, they're important to the NFL. And as bad as they looked for three quarters last night, th- they weren't going to be irrelevant. I have a feeling they're about to be. And the Cowboys with Cooper Rush are going to be buried by the time Dak might come back. Six to eight weeks, it's done. In fact, someone sent me a note. I believe they now have Nuno. Do I have this right? They have the longest odds of any team to win the division. Are they now last in in the eyes of Vegas in terms of chances of winning the NFC East? I believe that was sent to me. Maybe it wasn't you who sent it. Hold on a second. Let me. I, I, I'll get it for you right now. Give me one they, they are. They're still second behind the Eagles. They're they're at uh they're at plus three fifty. They are still second behind the Eagles. I thought I saw that move. All right, so maybe I saw it wrong. That could be me. Uh, don't uh, don't quote me on that. I'm going to go find that someplace because I could have sworn I saw that differently. But one way or the other, that's a devastating loss for them. That's the biggest story coming out of the NFL yesterday because as bad as Rodgers' weapons looked yesterday, maybe they get that figured out. As bad as the Patriots looked yesterday, maybe Bill gets that thing figured out. As good as the Steelers' win was yesterday, you know what? I'll put T.J. Watt, the loss of T.J. Watt, right there, right alongside it. Because sometimes we just we don't talk enough about players who aren't quarterbacks. But T.J. Watt is one of the – let's put it this way. If the Steelers were a contender, which I thought they were, he was their most important player. He was the one person they could not afford to lose. So two contenders, and I, again, I use that term advisedly, but I considered the Steelers a contender. Two contenders lost the player they could least afford to lose yesterday. T.J. Watt, I hate to say it, he's going to be out for the year, and Dak Prescott is going to be out half a year, and that's it. They're not going to catch up, and it's a terrible shame. So those are the overwhelming headlines of the day in the NFL yesterday. In the meantime, I really like this. I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Brian Dayball, new coach of the Giants. One of the things you got to do when you come to this town is deal with the media. And, and I, have, I have worked in the two biggest media markets when it comes to sports in America in my life and lived in them between New York and Chicago. And I will tell you, the New York media is unlike anything. It's, it, is, it is incredible how suffocating it can be. And it takes a special person to manage that, to navigate that. In fact, someone said to me recently that people who know them believe Peyton Manning would not have been able to succeed in New York the way his brother did. 
because the the way that the pressure is structured would not have worked for a person with the kind of personality Peyton has. And it works for a guy with the kind of personality Eli has. Anyway, the point is, Brian Dayball made a gutsy decision. I mean, bring out the wheelbarrow, if you know what I mean, for as you know what, right? That's a gutsy decision to go for that too. And of course, after the game, the reporters are in there and they're going to do what they do, which is they're going to say, hey, were you prepared for all the things we were going to say and write about you if that had gone the wrong direction? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what you sign up for when you're a leader. Being a leader is tough. It's not easy. There's going to be plenty of times that I fail, and I understand that, but I try to prepare the best I can along with the other coaches on the staff, and that's what I want out of players too. You know, you got to be able to take the good with the bad. That is such a freaking good answer. I mean, you know, you got to be dancing with this coach because he's got the guts, and then he said, I've got, I've got more quotes from here. He said, you have to coach without the fear of consequence. You take the good with the bad. You know why there are so many very mediocre coaches in the National Football League because so many of them do the easy thing which is to say when they face a tough decision they opt for the one that will be easier to explain they opt for the one because the fans are going to crush them and that's one thing and the media is going to crush them that's another but what these guys are worried about is what the owner is going to say so what they do is they make the decision that they think they will have an easier time walking in Monday morning and explaining to the guy who signs their check. And Brian Dayball did not make that decision yesterday. The easy thing to do with the momentum on your side and everything else in Saquon is kick that extra point. And if you lose the game, you lose the game. You were going to come out of that. The fans and the owner were going to come out of that game feeling good if they lost on a last second kick without the extra, without the, the two point conversion. Dayball did that because he thought it was the right thing to do. And it took not just the courage of being willing to lose, but it took the courage of being willing to lose in such a way that might be harder to explain. So, Nuno, I mean, in every way that you can be, you've got to be giddy about that coach. No, I'm excited. It just feels there's a different energy within that, right? There's a he's honest and where he doesn't talk down to you, I think that's one of those things, too, where, like, with Judge and things of that nature, where he get, he's gotten these guys to buy in. He said during that presser, like, hey, when we got the ball, I told the defense, like, hey, if we score, we're going for two here. Like, you know, you guys are good with that. And then there was pretty much, like, F that. Like, yes, let's do this. Like, there was a lot of that type of this is different. I'm going to be held accountable. I'm not going to be afraid. And listen, I even seen some of the, uh, the 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 geeks, the nerds who love saying that he made the wrong decision by going for two because you then forced the Titans to be more aggressive. Even if he didn't get it, I think fans would have been okay with him not going for it because it just showed that he had the guts to make a decision like that. No, absolutely. Look, first of all, there's an old expression. You don't want to be the guy who follows the guy. You want to be the guy who follows the guy who followed the guy. Joe Judge is the guy you want to follow, <laughs> right? I mean, I know that sounds incredibly disrespectful, and I'm sorry. I don't know Joe, and he, he, I, I know that that sounds like a terrible thing to say, but let's face it. You can't do a worse job coaching a football team than he did because not only did he actually coach the team badly, but he alienated everyone and everything. He brought an air an of just negativity around him. It, which it just it emanated from him. It was so unpleasant. Listening to him talk got to be painful. All these Belichick guys, they come in there and they think, I'm going to do it like Bill. 
There's only ever been one Bill. There's only ever been one guy who could who could emanate that much negativity and succeed. Look at the others. Look at Parcells. I get it. Par- people think Parcells was this tough, negative guy. Parcells will chew you out. Don't get me wrong. Bill will chew you out. Mike Ditka. I was around Ditka as I started my career covering those Bears teams. But Ditka also loved you. Ditka would cry with his players in joy and in sadness. Parcells had a, a, a charisma about him, has to this day a charisma about him that just emanates from his pores. He's a natural leader. You can't help but follow him. Joe, Joe Judge didn't have any of that, and if he did, he didn't allow himself to because he was too busy trying to be Bill. All these guys act like Bill instead of being whoever it is they are. By the way, how are Judge and Patricia looking in, in New England right now? That's a disaster. What's happening in New England is a disaster. And I think Mac Jones is looking for answers. Mac Jones is, a, is smarter about offensive football than the two guys who are coaching him. And he knows it. And that's going to be a problem. I, I don't think that's going to go well in New England this year. Now, Bill knows it too. And Bill is the smartest guy in the room. No one knows more football than Bill. I'm not sure anyone ever knew more football than Bill. So if anyone's going to get that figured out, it's going to be Bill. But it's not going to be with Matt Patricia and and Joe Judge running the show on offense. That's not what's going to happen. So I think they've got real problems there. But anyway, if, if you're a fan of the Giants today, you've got to feel really good. I have tons and tons and tons of football still coming, including time for your phone calls. I did want to sneak in two very, very quick baseball notes. I'm ready to go right now. Green with Greeny. We told you Friday that this was coming, that the sport of baseball will be forever different as of that day. In in, in 150 years, they've been playing baseball. And starting next season, it will forever be different because they were doing the vote on Friday. I told you it was all going to happen, and it has. Major League Baseball passed significant rules changes, including a pitch clock, and they've banned the shift. These moves are designed in part to hasten the game's pace and increase action. The competition committee approved a pitch clock of 15 seconds with empty bases, 20 seconds with runners on. They approved a defensive alignment that must include two fielders on each side of second base with both feet on the dirt and rules limiting pickoff moves and expanding the size of bases. So the game of baseball will forever be different starting next season as a result of this vote that was taken on Friday. We will talk at some at some point at some length, today's not the day to do it, about whether we think these were the right or wrong decisions. But I just wanted to make sure, because this has got buried under everything. Baseball next year will be fundamentally different than it has been for the 150 years of its existence, for better or for worse. Also, oh, by the way, Albert Pujols hit his 697th home run yesterday. He's now fourth on the all-time list, moves ahead of Alex. He's behind only Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth. He has 21 games left to try and hit three more and get to 700. Coming up, Nuno's notes will include two coaches he already has fired, and then we'll have time for your calls, hot takes as well on this Football Monday on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists. Like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Nuno. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a survivor. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. Uh, so, sure. Let's time. do it. I did it again. I, you know, we haven't played that uh, since uh, last season, I guess. It's been a while. We'll give you that one. You know, you got to ease into it. Well, you put that that last little drop on there at the end, but oh, it doesn't yeah. feel like it's coming. So, candidly, I think you did that just to trip me up, one way or the other. Never know with Nuno. Bubba, is Nuno a disgrace or not today? Again, I mean, for those today. just joining us. So, the, the, as Randy Bullock, the kicker for Tennessee's kick at the end of the game, sails past the left upright, harmlessly foul, whatever. No, I don't think that's the right word. It probably isn't. But I FaceTimed. I can tell you exactly what time that game ended because I can go to my FaceTimes here and I can tell you exactly. I FaceTimed Nuno yesterday at 7.27 p.m. <laughs> 7.27 p.m. I FaceTimed Nuno and the only words I wanted to say to him are, you richly deserved that. Because he is a crazy Giant fan who picked Tennessee in his survivor pool this week and got knocked out because his beloved Giants won. Now, he did say to us a little earlier today, maybe 
he's actually a mad genius. That maybe that was the mojo. Maybe it was his selection of Tennessee that is the reason that that kick went harmlessly left yesterday. I guess we'll never know. But one way or another, he's got the notes. So we go to the Google Doc. He puts notes in there. Again, I love it. He just puts thoughts in the, in the Google Doc in case, I don't know, I didn't watch football yesterday. <laughs> one way or another, I like his notes. Here comes the first one. Ravens over the Jets. He writes, why didn't Mike White play? Are the Jets afraid he'll actually look competent and lead us to wonder if Zach Wilson is a bust? I'm the first person to start assuming the worst when it comes to the Jets. But, Nuno, I think you've gone in the wrong direction. Here's the worst. Mike White is worse than Joe Flacco. Somehow, Jet fans, and I, I, this was my single biggest gripe with the coach last year, is that the fans and the coach deluded themselves into thinking, wait a minute, maybe we're actually developing two great quarterbacks here. Maybe Mike White is great. Maybe the whole league was wrong, but the Jets are right. Come on, that's the last thing in the world you ever want to think. The last thing you ever want to think is, the whole league was wrong, but the Jets are right. Mike White isn't playing because Mike White isn't a good player. If Mike White was a really good quarterback, he would have been someone's quarterback long before he wound up on the Jets. So Joe Flacco was playing because it is the best chance, as tragic as this might sound, having watched yesterday, the best chance they have at providing any semblance of an offense is named Joe Flacco until Zach Wilson comes back. So that's the only reason that that's happening that way. All right, next. Bears over the Niners. He writes, is it too early to wonder if Jimmy G would have won that game? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think it's too early to wonder that. Like, Trey Lance looked lost. Now, you want to start lining up excuses? You can do it. He was playing without Kittle. The running back, Elijah Mitchell, got hurt early in that game. And they were playing in a monsoon. I mean, the last time it rained like that, Noah built a boat. But Justin Fields played in that. And he at least ran around out there with less talent around him than Lance had. And he made some stuff happen. Lance looks tentative. He looks lost. He looks he looks overwhelmed. And the fact that Jimmy G is there is either going to... It could work one of two ways. The fact that they have... Not just a reasonable replacement, but a proven replacement could either help giving Lance a little conf- comfort or it could greatly hurt, which is to say he knows that guy's ready if he continues to look like this. So I don't think it's too early to start wondering about Trey Lance. Let me take a look at who they have next. They should have had this open. So they have, actually, I'm looking at it right now. Go. They have Seattle. Uh, can you guess that line for, from Caesars right now? So there's a line on that game, even with the Seahawks not having played yet. Correct, yes. Where is that game? It's in uh, San Francisco. I mean, th- th- that game should be San Francisco minus nine. Yeah, not bad. Eight and a half. Okay, yes. Yeah, so that sounds right. Look, Seattle, I think, I think Seattle might be the worst team in the league. I, I think we're going to see that tonight. I think all this talk about that being a game tonight, I don't buy it. I think Seattle might be the worst team in the league. So... That makes sense to me, but here's the problem. If Seattle isn't the worst team in the league, people thought maybe it was the Bears, and the Bears beat them yesterday. So again, I think the bigger problem that Trey Lance is going to have long-term is not Jimmy Garoppolo, it's Justin Fields. Justin Fields should be good, and please, God, let them get it right around him in Chicago. 
because he's a terrific kid who has all the talent in the world. And he has had no chance so far. If they get it right around him, Fields is going to be a really good player. And the biggest problem they're going to have in San Francisco is not that they kept Jimmy G, but that they didn't take Justin Fields. All right, next. The next Nuno note here. Steelers over the Bengals. He writes, Zach Taylor deserves to be fired for his bad clock management, not challenging the chase call and allowing Burrow to take the beating he did. I wanted to read you that one because I just want everyone to know that the last game in which Zach Taylor coached was the Super Bowl. He took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. And after one week this year, Nuno has him fired. Nuno, explain yourself. I mean, just look at what he did. He doesn't challenge that chase play. Which Bad was mistake. A, Bad. Which was a touchdown. Bad. Right? Then yes. <laughs> um, they spent all this money, and, I, and I, I'm going to steal this from the guys in New York, they, uh, Rick DiPietro and Dave Rothenberg. Who do they have consult when they built their offensive line? Dave Gettleman? Like, they reached out <laughs> to Dave Gettleman and asked him for help on building that offensive line. <laughs> and then you punt that, and he tries to justify punting that ball away in overtime with 13 seconds left. Uh, with 13 seconds left still on the play clock. It just was bad. And I think my concern with Joe Burrow, as talented as he is, is we're heading for a Dan Marino like situation, right? He gets to the he gets to a Super Bowl second year in, and you have all these high expectations, but because of the incompetence around him, he never gets there. I have a bigger concern. Look, Zach Taylor had a very bad day yesterday, no question about it. You're certainly not firing him. Here's the other point. My bigger concern about Burrow is who was the quarterback who got hurt and never got to go and never never got to sort of demonstrate how good he should have been. That's my biggest concern with Burrow. Because he just took a beating again yesterday. A guy who just had an appendectomy and last season got sacked 497 times. So that is my biggest concern, actually, is that Burrow gets it all just beaten out of him. Let me give you two more quickly. Browns, Panthers, I wanted to get this in there because Nuno wrote to me, I wonder if Matt Rule would like Lincoln, Nebraska. That, that, that does, right? That does feel like it could be the direction it goes. That's a brutal loss for the Panthers yesterday. That's a brutal loss for Baker on an unbelie- on a day where kickers couldn't have been worse. What a kick that was to win that game for Cleveland. That would have been good from 70 yards. That ball hit the, that net hard. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't like fall into that net. It freaking flew into that net. That ball would have been good from 70 yards. And then finally... On Giants-Titans, to his credit, Nuno writes, I deserve the ridicule I'm going to receive. The Giants finally have a real head coach, and with some talent upgrade, they might win more games. That's well done by Nuno. Those are his takes. Let's hear yours. Hot take time on uh, on here with me on, on, on ESPN Radio. Give me a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. I want your hot takes coming out of week one in the NFL. Serve them up hot. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. In the meantime, I wanted to play this again. Aaron Rodgers talking about his receiving core yesterday because this to me is the story to watch in the NFL coming out of week one. Look, we got to have patience with those guys. They're young. You know, they haven't been in the in the fire. Now, that patience will be thinner as the season goes on, but uh, the expectation will be high. So we'll keep them accountable, but it's going to happen. It's going to be drops. Hate to see it on the first play, but there's, it's a part of it. It's going to be drops throughout the season. Here's the thing. They're going to get Alan Lazard back. We'll see. Alan Lazard is not Devontae Adams. He's not Donald Driver. He's not Greg Jennings. He's not Don Hudson. So... I'm not, I'm not sold that the solution is around the corner. But here's the thing. Like, this thing could go sideways. And if it does, I don't think they're getting better. I think Minnesota is better than them. I think Minnesota has been – I hate to say this about Mike Zimmer. I don't know him. I feel like Minnesota was being held back by their coach. That's another one with a sort of an air of negativity around him. Well, the Mike Zimmer, you ever see Mike Zimmer look happy? This new coach they got, this Kevin O'Connell, he's going to figure out. He's got Justin Jefferson on one side. He's got Thielen on the other. He's got good running backs. Kirk Cousins is exactly what I think he needs to be, which is an average NFL quarterback. He's not less than that. If that team gets any defense at all, I think they're going to be really good. So I think Green. I don't think Green Bay is going to win the division. I really don't. And, and, and what we saw yesterday did not surprise me at all. Because Aaron Rodgers it might be the most talented quarterback that ever lived, but he's not a magician. Who's he supposed to throw to? The worst play yesterday by Christian Watson. If you can have a worse play than on the very first snap, dropping a ball that was so in your hands it was like it was handed to you for what would have been a 75-yard touchdown. He had another moment that I thought was even worse where they had a big play, and they're moving the ball, and they got a chance to score, and Rodgers throws a quick pass, and Watson's not even looking. Did you see that? Like, Watson turned, by the time Watson's head turns to look, the ball's already long past him. So that kid is green. Maybe his talent will eventually come through, but I don't think it's going to be this year. And Rodgers has never, ever demonstrated any patience for young players. So suddenly he's a different man? I don't think so. I think this thing is going sideways in Green Bay. We continue in 15 seconds. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Your calls are coming up in just a second. 
All right, I want your hot takes as hot as I can get them. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. But first, there's one thing that needs to be done. If you're listening to this program on Friday, you heard that my producer, Nuno Teixeira, who is a crazy fan of the New York Giants, picked against his team in his eliminator pool and thus got knocked out yesterday. I I FaceTimed him the second the game ended and said, you richly deserve this. One of his closest friends is Dave Rothenberg, who is a bigger fan of the Giants than anyone is of anyone or anything. He is the most maniacal fan, and I mean that in the best possible way that I've ever encountered. And Dave, you jumped on here with me for a minute on Friday and expressed your disappointment with Nuno. So I wanted to give you the chance now to come on and just absolutely lay waste to him now that he has been knocked out of this survivor pool by his own New York Giants. Well, good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on again, Greeny. And firstly, what a, what a win for the Giants yesterday. It was sensational. And I'd be remiss if I didn't think that part of the reason that that field goal went wide and that two-point conversion was good was not directly at the grubby little hands of one Nuno Teixeira. Mm-hmm. Because to do that still leaves such a, a pit in my stomach. It's, it's such a grotesque way to – I'll be honest with you. It's a grotesque way to live a life. I mean, to no, and I, I'm being sincere. Nuno knows me well enough, and I think you do as well. Like to go to pick against your team, it's it's the moral fiber of a man. And I think at this point, you have to question everything he does uh, from this moment forward, surrounding your show and even beyond that. No, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, it. But you're right. He actually tried to talk his way out of it today by saying he considers himself the reason that they wound up winning the game because of the juju that he put out there. And I'll let him live that way because he, like you and all other fans of that team, have got to be on such a magic carpet ride right this minute. I have no idea how long it will last. But the one thing that I think is lasting is that coach. I, I loved the way he coached that game, everything about it. We've talked about it here, the moment on the sideline with Daniel Jones. Give me 30 seconds on your new coach. I love it. I love him. I'm excited about this. I don't have any grand uh, ideas or expectations that this is going to lead to 10 or 11 wins or something crazy, but I do firmly believe that Dable is the answer at coach and that Shane is the answer at GM. And I'll, I'll ask your question and, and flip one back at you. And I said, no way. Do you think the Giants would have even competed in the second half of that game last year, uh, last, last yesterday, if Joe Judge was still the head coach? My answer is no way. Oh, it, it's I mean, it, it's it's almost like um, it's it's not even really a question, right? <laughs> it, I mean, it, 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 it's 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 obviously something that you would ask aloud just to make the point, because clearly he wouldn't. And Rex said it on TV with me this morning, um, Dave, is that the air of just total negativity and pessimism and defeat that surrounded that team while Joe Judge was that coach. Lifting that, I think, is like a breath of fresh air times a million for everybody involved. And so, yes, your point is 100% well taken, and I agree. Very quickly, while I have you, let me ask you to vote on my question of the day because the poll is closing in four minutes. I put up these questions every single day on Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. And here's today's question of the day. Which of these legends is staring at the longest season? Aaron Rodgers, Bill Belichick, or Jerry Jones? Well, I, I 
would question the word legend with Jerry Jones. But well, he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, oh, he's sort of God. a legendary figure, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess. Uh, it, it, it's definitely not Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packers will be will be fine. Do you um, really? Hold on, let me stop you on that yeah. a minute. I prom- To all the callers with the hot takes, I promise we're coming in a second. You think Rodgers, with, with, uh, Alan Lazard is going to come back and they're going to figure out as hor- I know you probably watched the Giants closely yesterday. I don't blame you if you didn't get to see a no, lot I of saw, Green I Bay. See every They're game. awful. Every game. I mean, they, they looked – that was not a fluke. They looked that bad. Okay. Could this not be the day after the first Sunday of last season where they looked equally bad? But they had Devontae with- Adams then. I, mean, I, get, they- I get it, but you know what? I just think he's too good. I think he's too good. Uh, he's that level of talent. They have excellent running backs. Bakhtari's going to come back. Their defense is going to be pretty good, I think. I, I'm not going to be that guy that's going to you know for- jump off the, the bandwagon week one. So that's not even a conversation for me. Now it becomes Belichick or, or Jerry Jones. If you're going to consider him to be a legend, then that'll be my answer. Jerry Jones. I think the Cow- Rex was on our show mm-hmm. before Get Up Today, and I said, are the Cowboys done? And it took him no time. He said, done. Yep. Done. Well, you, you are thinking the same way. I, I'll give it away with three minutes left in my poll. I, again, on Twitter at ESPN Greeny, 53% of the people who responded said Jerry Jones is in for the longest season. 26% said Belichick. And in third place, 21%. So generally, the fans agree with you. Rodgers is the least favorite pick for which legend is going to have the longest season. Dave, congratulations on a terrific day yesterday. Thank you, my man. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Greeny. Great win. Go Giants. That's Dave Rothenberg, who is just the happiest man in the world. Okay, time now for your hot takes. Time for you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. The number is 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste. Have a nice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. I'm looking for hot takes, Bubba. Who's up first? We're going to start with Brian. All right, Brian, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give me a hot take, Brian. Go. Thanks. I'm all in with the idea, the take of negative coaches and the cultures that are created not working well. And I want to give a shout-out to my coach, Mike McDaniel, my beloved Dolphins. I think he's done a great job preparing the team. And I don't know if they're going to go you know, to the Super Bowl, but uh, the same type of vibe, positive vibe that Dayball is bringing to the Giants, I believe uh, Mike McDaniel is uh, bringing to the Dolphins. Uh, the, the fourth down and seven, uh, touchdown to Waddle, maybe not as dramatic as uh, as Dayball's uh, decision, but I still think it was an awesome decision. A hundred percent agree. Mike McDaniel looks like... What are they calling him now? The new nerd king or whatever it is? The, the, this is why people shake nerds. You know, he looks like an accountant, but he coaches like... What did Tyreek Hill say? Can I play it? Am I allowed to play this time? Yes, I'm going to play, play what Tyreek yes, said about him. McDaniels, he's going to need a wheelbarrow, man, for his to carry around, man, because he got a lot of <laughs> cocoones, you know what I'm saying? So, gutsy call by him. I'm with you. I, I think he has brought... Look, I'm a Brian Flores fan. What happened with Brian in Miami was not overcomable. He and the general manager and ownership, none of them were on the same page. Obviously, Brian was very firmly believed that his owner wanted him to lose games. They never got past that. He never believed in Tua. The new coach has come in there, and I agree. Much as I've been saying all morning long with the Giants, that is like a cloud lifted from everyone. And he brings a whole new energy. I agree with you. If you told me right now Miami is going to make the playoffs, look, Buffalo's the best team, so they're not going to win the division. 
But if you told me Miami is going to make the playoffs, I would 100% buy it, even in the jam-packed AFC. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Austin. All right, Austin, you are on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Austin, give me a hot take. All right, Granny, I got two for you. Justin Jefferson, hands down, is the best wide receiver in the league. He's doing more with less. I mean, come on, look at his quarterback. He has the most average quarterback in the league since Kirk Cousins. And number two, the Vikings need to be talked about more. We aren't the sexiest team, but look what we just did to the Green Bay Packers. Kevin O'Connell is going to do some big things for us. Thank you. Well, look, I'm your guy. I mean, I I said last week before this game they're going to win that division, and I believe it. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Devontae Adams are the three best receivers in the NFL. I think you could debate the order. If you told me right now I could just have one of them, I think I would still take Devontae based upon what I saw yesterday. But if you wanted to take Justin Jefferson, how could I fight you? He's unreal. Did I forget Cooper Cup? I should mention Cup, too. He just set every record in the league last year. So let's say those four guys are the top of the league. If you told me right now I'm starting a team and I can have any receiver to start it with, taking age out, I'm not sure, because Devontae's older than these guys, I would take Adams. But it's close. And Jefferson is special. I mean, LSU, remember, they set every record that you could imagine for offensive football the year they won the championship. Their quarterback was Joe Burrow, and their receivers were Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. That's a miracle they didn't score 80 every single game. And they almost did. That's an excellent call. The hot takes are coming. Bubba, who's next? We got Jonathan. All right, Jonathan, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Morning, Greeny. Uh, the Falcons are not going to be as bad as they, everyone says they are. They look like a good up-and-coming team, probably, and maybe are a good young quarterback away from probably even contending in the NFC. I want to send a shout-out to my two cousins, Josh and Alma. Thank you so much, Greeny. You got it. Yeah, Falcons, look, they fought hard yesterday. That, that's a game that uh, they were. A ve- New Orleans was a very popular uh, survivor pool pick yesterday, and just they survived by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Atlanta gave them everything they could handle. You know, they're at the beginning. They're in the early stage of a rebuild there. But I do agree they have some pieces. I like their coach. I, 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 you know, Danny thinks, uh, Danny Orlovsky thinks they're going to play meaningful games late this season. I don't know that I agree with that. The division is also good. I think Carolina will get better than they looked yesterday. Obviously, Tampa and New Orleans are going to be really good. So I think it's a tough road for Atlanta, but... There's things there I like. I see things there I like. I can't go further than that, but that's why it's your hot take, and I appreciate it. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Mike is in Brooklyn. Mike in Brooklyn. Give me a hot take. Hey, what's up, Greeny? Love you guys. Love the show. So my hot take, I think that Dable's aggressive in his gutsy call yesterday puts a hotter seat under Salah, especially with the Jets not going for it on fourth and one from the 47. You're the New York Jets. No one is expecting you to do anything. But you had a shot at that point in the game. Baltimore's only up 3 nothing. You get that conversion. I'm not saying you're going to win. But, you know, have some guts. I hear you, Mike. Here's what I'm going to say in response. And if you listen to the show, you know the last thing I am is someone who just blindly defends the coach of the Jets. Um, the Jets are a defensive team. Salah's a defensive coach. And the strength of this team, if we have one, is the defense. So... <laughs> to give Baltimore a short field, especially early in that game yesterday, which is when you're talking about, I understand. Now, you want to say this is a team that needs to take all kinds of risks in order to have a chance to win? I don't disagree with you. 
you got to coach these games like you need something crazy to happen because certainly at least until Wilson comes back and probably even then, every week you're playing a team that's better than you are. And certainly yesterday you were. The only thing I'll say is the defense was playing really well. The defense figures to be – he knows the team. The defense is going to be the strength of this team this year. So to, to, to give Baltimore a short field when your defense is playing well, I understand not doing it. So that's the one thing I will I will give the coach the pass on that one. I appreciate the call, Mike. I understand what you're saying, but I can't sit here and yell and scream about that one. I can't. Brandon, you agree with me? Brandon's my crazy Jeff. I agree. Okay, he's nodding along. So I've, I, we have two people on this side. But, Mike, that's why it's your hot take, and I appreciate the call. Nobody's wrong here. Sometimes we just don't see it the same way. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, give me one more. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a call. Uh, give me a hot take. Mike, to say that the coach of the Giants made a gutsy call risky is demeaning the coach. It was a smart call. When, and I, I don't say you go for two points anytime during the game because that means you're chasing points. You get the sure one. But if you can make the, win the game with one play, you do. Go back to the tuck game with Brady. Oakland had it fourth in inches. Now, of course, Brady wasn't Brady then. If Gruden would have went for the first down, the game was over. In this case, one play wins the game. If you have a chance to win the game with one play, you had all summer to devise a play. You have Daniel Jones, you have Saquon Barkley, two great runners. One play all summer you can devise a play for this particular situation. That's when you use it. Analytically, this was the correct play to do. And one play can win the game, you go right for it. And that's Here's the just only what thing. he did. L- leave there him up. No risk R- Richard, no let me risk. come back to you. Hold on one second because I'm going to run out of time, but I want to ask you. There was still a lot of time left. Like if at the very end of the game, I agree with you. But there, I'm looking it up here. Exactly how much time was a minute six? That's leaving a lot of time, and you're inviting the Titans to then need to score at the end instead of them themselves playing more conservatively for overtime. I, I'm out of time here, Richard. Call me tomorrow. I want to talk about this because that is a very interesting call, and I'm glad that you made it. With six seconds left, I completely agree with you. With a minute six left, it's a little different scenario. I I wish we had time to talk about it. I'm up against the end of the show. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.